0: We're happy you've tuned our way today and trust that our time together will prove a real blessing as we continue with a series of studies designed to help you understand and enjoy the Bible. My name is Alex Kurz, and it's my privilege to invite you to join us as Richard Jordan, President of Grace School of the Bible, brings us another message from the Word of God. Thank you, Alex, and welcome again, my friend, to another time to study God's Word together. We're certainly a uh, privilege today that you've joined us and are are grateful that you would spend this time with us as we look into God's Word together uh, again today. We want to consider uh, a follow-on to what we were studying last week. Last time we studied together, we we saw the issue of uh, miraculous demonstrations. I I tried to go through some verses with you that demonstrate that um, miracle-working interventions and so forth in the Bible, they're real. Uh, But they're there for a purpose, and you know you don't need for God to to demonstrate to you and uh, today that uh, He has power to deliver you from uh, from an enemy. For example, you can look in the Word of God and see that He does that. You don't need to know that whether God can open the Red Sea to deliver uh, uh, to to accomplish His purposes. You can look in the Bible and see that He did that. the, the thing about miracles in the Bible isn't just so that somebody at one particular time, some special group of people who were specially blessed could get something. They were designed to teach some truth and to teach some, some, some doctrine. And the, 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 the tendency uh, of, of human nature is to, is to get focused on the experience. And to miss the doctrine that is being communicated. And uh, I tried to demonstrate to you last week that just because you see some miraculous event or some seemingly divine intervention... And, you know, we live in a day, if you went back 50, 75, 100 years ago, in, in, in evangelical Christian circles, you, you would find people who were, who were uh, just, just the average Joe and Mary in the pew, who are far more uh, doctrinally intelligent than the average uh, Sunday school teacher and even preacher today is about sound doctrine. We've come to a the dumbing down. Uh, it hasn't just been in the public school, the government school systems. The dumbing down hasn't just been in the secular press and, and media. It's been in all of Christendom. In fact, uh, one one uh, prominent uh, uh, Christian uh, apologist and and uh, uh, celebrity and personality has written a book about Christianity in crisis and demonstrating the 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 willy-nilly deception, the buying-in to the occult, to the hypnotic, to uh, all kinds of of weird and and, uh, superstitious, really, kind of activities based upon the fact that they look, they appeal to the, the senses as being authentic. And uh, we looked at verses last week, and if if you didn't hear our program last week, let me challenge you that I'd like to give you the Bible study tape that we offered free last week. It's called Miraculous Demonstrations. Be careful. Miraculous Demonstrations. Be careful. And I'll give you a phone number at the end of the program today that you can call, and we'll see that you get that copy of that tape. But my friend, if you've ever had any questions about that issue... There's a list, there's a series, there's some verses in God's Word you need to put into your frame of reference. You need to consider and think about because there's this tremendous um, pressure that comes from your old nature, human wisdom, human viewpoint, to focus on experience rather than on God's Word. In, In Paul's epistles, it's the issue of what he calls enticing words of man's wisdom. Uh, First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4, he says, My speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith may, should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God now paul says i 'm not interested in you having these enticing words of man 's wisdom words that demonstrate human wisdom, human logic, human viewpoint that are designed to entice and to to draw you and persuade you into their their thinking They are words that focus primarily on earthly Things, Words that cause you to focus on, on the earth rather than things above. Colossians chapter 2, for example, verse 4, he says, This I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words. Now, to be beguiled is to, is to have a spell cast over you, to be tricked. Verse number 18 in Colossians 2, he says, Let, let no man beguile you of your reward in a voluntary humility and worshiping of angels, intruding into those things which he has not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind. To beguile someone is to trick them uh, and and, and, and to, to use a clever argument or a demonstration, a seeming supernatural event, for example, so that the evaluating process is done on the basis of uh, uh, experience rather than on the, object, the subjective experience. And when you see an experience, you subjectively evaluate it rather than on the objective standard of God's word to us in the Bible. Now this verse in Colossians 2.18 says, Let no man beguile you. Don't let somebody trick you. Don't let somebody uh, take away from you, defraud you of your reward in a voluntary humility. Now humility is good in the Bible, but here's one that's not good. This humility is bad. You see, religion puts a false humility into people. And worshiping of angels, um, getting involved in the, 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 the spirit world, in the unseen world, intruding into those things which he has not seen, thinking he's seen something when he hadn't. <laughs> That's fascinating, isn't it? Um, listening for messengers from God to pr- you know, to to uh, uh, to promote the 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 uh, the revelation from God. I, you know, God spoke to me how the, a message came. He said, "No, no, 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 no. You've not seen those things. They aren't real. They're things that are designed to deceive." Colossians two eight. Beware lest any man spoil you. Come in and take away from you what belongs to you through philosophy and vain, empty, worthless deceit, through the tradition of men after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. Anything that doesn't focus on who Jesus Christ is. And on the spiritual reality, Colossians three one, he says, if you then be Christ, if you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. Where Christ sits on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth. The whole point is that Enticing words are words that are designed to cause you to focus on the physical uh, sight issues rather than on the reality of who God has made you in Christ. Now, that being the issue... And miraculous demonstrations playing into those hands. The question is never, does God work miracles? I mean, hello, <laughs> he's God. Sure he does. The question is never, Does God is God interested in me, uh, concerned about me, uh, willing to uh, uh, minister in my life and intervene in my life and do things in my life? That's never the question. The question is never, uh, is he able or is he willing? But the question is, does he and has he? And how does he in he? There are some c- things that God has done for you and for me in the dispensation of grace. As members of the body of Christ, we are the recipients of some things from God that are, that are so complete that they require no further effort on God's part or ours. God has given us some things. He's done some things for us. He's produced and he's intervened in, 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 in our affairs in such a way And he's done a work that requires no further effort, no further work on his part or on our part. Now, that's not deism. That's not God winding up in the clock of the universe and going off on a picnic and just letting it run down anywhere it wants to. That's not God being unconcerned about your life. That's not God being uninvolved in your life. I mean, that's nonsense. It's God being so concerned about you and about your personal eternal destiny, that he would send his Son into this world, in flesh himself, in human flesh. I mean, that is a marvelous, miraculous intervention into human history. The incarnation of Jesus Christ, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. There is a supernatural, marvelous, miraculous intervention into the affairs of humanity, into the events of human history, that stands unparalleled in, in, in any other, uh, unparalleled to any other event. God has demonstrated his concern for you. And that he sent his son, and he didn't just simply enflesh him, he sent him to the cross of Calvary. And God commended his love toward you, in that while you were yet a sinner, You weren't trying to do right. You weren't trying to please Him. You weren't seeking a way to get to God. You were a sinner in your sinfulness and your willfulness and your rebellion. Christ died for you. Now, the cross and the intervention in the person of Jesus Christ, I suggest to you, is so complete and so total and produced a, a work that required no further work to be done. God is not going to have to do something again for you, as though the cross work were not enough. Religion does that. Religion says we need to continue the sacrifice of the cross, because the cross didn't do it all. It's not finished. So we need to help the cross work of Christ by having the sacrifice on a daily or regular basis. And there are churches that name the name of Christ that every day re-sacrifice His his, his sacrificial work. There's some that do it every day, some that do it every week, some that do it less often. But the idea is you have to... Con- no, God says it's finished. You don't need to do anything more than what the cross work... He died once... For all. That's a wonderful thing. And see, nothing needs to be added, added to that. So he's, 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 he's produced, he's intervened, and done a work that requires no further effort on his part or ours. Now there are some very specific areas in which that kind of a complete work has been accomplished for you and for me. And can I say to you that you need to understand that, that, that when something is done by God and it is complete so complete that it eliminates the need for more to be done then that is, that is somewhere where you can take refuge, where you can rest and trust you can trust him when he says that's what's accomplished now I want to, I want to talk to you about three areas there are other things you could list I want to talk to you about three one is God has given you a complete identity in Christ Jesus so complete that there's nothing that could be or that needs to be added to it. He's given us a complete revelation, a complete word from Christ. And then he's going to give us, in the future, a complete redemption of our body. And those three things, if you'll see those things and understand what they, they mean and the ramifications of them, my friend, will produce a revolution in your daily life as a child of God. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse number th- 13. First Corinthians twelve, thirteen. Paul says, For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. Now when he says, For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, obviously that's not a water ceremony. That's something that God himself has produced. It's a work that God accomplished. It's such a complete work that when God does it, Colossians 2.11 and 12, Colossians 2.12 says it's the operation of God. And my friend, I suggest to you that it is such a complete work that it never needs to be added to. When you are by one spirit baptized into Jesus Christ and into his body... You're made, you're placed into Christ. That's the mechanics of what we call positional truth, being in Christ. In Christ being the position, the new identity that you have in him. If you're in Christ, you're a new creature. you get got a new identity uh, in Christ. And that new position, that new place, that new identity that God gives you in Christ is so complete that it never needs to be added to. Now, you don't need to add a water ceremony to it, by the way. That's why Paul says there's one Lord, one faith, one baptism. When you trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior, God the Holy Spirit baptized you into Jesus Christ. He placed you into a living identity with his Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. God the Father did that through the baptism of the Spirit. That doesn't need to be added to by some water ceremony performed by some religious organization in order to make you a member of the or a more significant status of a believer. Well, there are people, folks listening to me right now, it's a revolutionary idea to you. In fact, it may be even an offensive idea to your religious system that someone could be saved and never water baptized because you've been taught all your life that until you're water baptized, you're not walking in complete obedience to God's command. But here's something that God says to you where he says, I baptized you into Christ, and that's the, that, it's such a complete work that nothing needs to be added to it. A water ceremony doesn't need to be added to it. That's when water baptism becomes a problem. When you attach any significance before God to it, as though it made God more uh, accepting or approving of you. You see, God does not evaluate me on the basis of my flesh, he evaluates me, he evaluates you in Christ. The only way for me to, to lose uh, is, is for Christ to lose, <laughs> and that won't ever happen. Now, I know it's, hard, it's just hard for us to believe that somebody can f- perform an action that is so complete that it never needs to be altered or improved or added to we just, we can't do that. You know that. I mean, we're always working at improving things, whether it's in your personal relationships, you're always trying to improve. You know, there there are, at any one moment, there are three or four dozen marriage improvement seminars going on in churches all across this territory. You know that. There are, uh, all kind of improvement. You go down to the to, go down to the bookstore. There's all these self improvement. You go to the Christian bookstore. All these self improvement books. We 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 just find it real hard uh, to believe that somebody can do something so completely that it never needs to be altered or improved on because we just can't do that. But you see, God can. Believers get into this idea that that well you know un- unless we do this or that we got to do something because th- th- there's something lacking that God must do for them so that they so that they can 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 come behind in nothing and and and, and everything there, there there's nothing lacking every time you 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 say Lord I need this or I need that from you I need your forgiveness I need your empowerment I I need this. He's going to say, you're complete in Christ. You go to God today and say, Lord, I, I need I need power. You know what he's going to say to you? You're complete in Christ. You're going to say, Lord, I, I need forgiveness. He's going to say, you're complete in Christ. You see religious leaders going around and saying, we need to pray for revival. You know what God says? You're complete in Christ. <laughs> you see, God already did everything for you. He has to do for you. And when he put you in his son, he put you there, gave you a new identity in Christ, and it's so complete that you're blessed with all spiritual blessings and heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Paul said, I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I. But Christ lives in me. Somebody says, Oh, Brother Rick, that's real deep. That's not deep. That's just what life is all about. Everything you were died. With Christ. And God ceased to deal with you in Adam. You see, December 31st, 1962, when I trusted Jesus Christ as my Savior, everything that I was up to that point died in Jesus Christ. And God ceased to deal with me as Ricky Jordan. And He began to deal with me in Jesus Christ. That's why Paul could say, in Romans 8, what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Now that's a good question. He despaired not his own son, but, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? If God did all of that for you, what's, what's there left to give you? If he gave you his son, <laughs> what's left for him to give to you? What, what's, what, what's he gonna what, what did he hold back? You see what you have today from God is in Christ. Now the stuff you see around you isn't in Christ. You see we we walk l- looking not at the things that are seen but at the things that are not seen. For the things that are seen are temporal, the things that are not seen are eternal, so we walk by faith, not by sight. You want something that's temporal, or you want something that's eternal? Well, that's the thing. We get so fixated on the flesh, on the physical things, that the only thing that we want to relate to is what we can see, what we can feel, and what we can touch. But God says the reality is that we're blessed with all spiritual blessings, blessings that you don't see, that you don't feel, that you don't touch. It's Christ in you, living in you. And the life that I now live in the flesh, the, the life is I live by the faith of the Son of God, it's his life in me, living out through me. You see, it's that life of Christ in me, those spiritual realities in me. It's the it's the sound doctrine of God's Word resident in your heart, filling you with joy and peace in believing and empowering you from within. His life. That's where life comes from. Out of the heart of the issues of life. And he's blessed us with all spiritual blessing. How many? All of them. What are they? Well, he lists them in Ephesians 1. The choosing, the the acceptance, the adoption, the redemption, the forgiveness, the uh, intelligizing, instruction. He, he lists all these things, and and it, it, it I read those things in Ephesians one, and it just boggles my mind that somebody would say, "You know, brother Rick, if I just had, if I just had enough money." If I had more money, I, 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 I could really serve the Lord better. <laughs> that boggles my mind when, when, when you think that. If I just really had more of this, why? You're complete in Christ. In Christ, you have everything you need. You have everything God wants you to have. And you don't need to, 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 to go around like a little child who's not been equipped You need to stand in this equipping that God has given you in His Son. God wants to treat you like an adult because that's who He made you. You know about it by faith. You don't know about these things by vision, by outward demonstration. You don't always feel forgiven. You don't always feel crucified with Christ. You don't always feel righteous. You don't always feel redeemed. You don't always feel blessed. But you know it's true because you believe that the book that God says it's true. Now, God has given you a complete identity in his Son that has eliminated the need for him to do anything else or for you to do anything else except believe it. Faith is the only thing you can do without doing anything. You need to come to understand who God's made you in Christ and rest in it and walk by faith and not by sight. Let me offer you a free Bible study tape that'll go on with this information and help you to be able to get your feet firmly fixed on the on the spiritual reality of the identity that God has given you in His Son, so that you can see that reality live in the details of your life by His grace and for His glory. The tape's entitled "Something Better Than a Miracle." Could you imagine there being something better than a miraculous intervention in your life? Well, there is. Something better than a miracle. Let me give you this free Bible study tape so you can have a basis upon which your faith can rest so that God's Word can be the thing that works in your heart and life. Something better than a miracle. To receive your free copy, you simply call me here at our toll free number, 888-535-2300. That's 888-535-2300. And you request your copy of this Bible study, Something Better Than a Miracle. You know, my friend, I I can't say it enough. It's just, it's wonderful to know that you're complete in Christ. Fully, completely totally accepted and acceptable by God himself, blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That's the present actual condition, the present actual standing, uh, the identity of every believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's something to shout about, you know. That's something to rejoice in. And you go to a lot of places to, uh, you know, the church, and they like to run the aisle and jump and and uh, make a lot of noise and do a lot of lot of shouting. That's something right there. That's not the flesh going to shout. That's going to make your spirit shout. Your inner man's going to shout. Uh, you only know that through the Word of God rightly divided. You only know about this wonderful completeness in Christ through the message of God's grace given to us in God's Word rightly divided. Rightly divided. Bible study uh, and, and learning from God's Word the truth of who we are in Christ. That's the only way to get this. Uh, this Bible study, something better than a miracle, uh, but it's designed to put you on the path to having these truths working in your life on a daily basis because you know them and therefore you can believe them. Let me give you a free copy of this Bible study, Something Better Than a Miracle, 888-535-2300. That's the number to call. There's somebody standing by the phone. They'll be glad to talk with you, take your information, and see that you get a free copy of this Bible study. If you'd rather uh, write us, you can do that, of course, here at the Riches of Grace, Post Office Box 97, Bloomingdale, Illinois, 60108. That's Box 97, Bloomingdale, Illinois, 60108. We're also on the World Wide Web. If you're a web, surfer, you can find us at graceimpact.org. That's one word, graceimpact.org. We're trying to be easy to find, trying to be easy for you to get in touch with us, and the the most convenient way, of course, is just simply to call the toll-free number, uh, 888-535-2300. And my friend, can I also tell you that there is uh, a grace assembly in your area where you're listening to this radio program right now. There's a grace assembly in your community where these things are understood, they're proclaimed, and rejoiced in. You know, you need that kind of a fellowship in your life this week. If you don't have an assembly to attend where the Word of God is taught rightly divided, the message of grace is clearly proclaimed, and the grace life is the issue then you're robbing yourself, you're robbing your family, if you have one, of an asset that God has designed for you to have active in your life and in theirs. Let me put you in touch with the folks that, uh, that put this radio program on this station each week. Uh, they'd love to be in touch with you. They'll do you good because God's grace that's, that, that's proclaimed in that assembly will do you good. You call us here at our toll-free number at the office here, 888-535-2300, and you ask the folks that answer the phone to to, uh, to put you in touch with the, the Grace Assembly that meets in your area, and they'll be glad to do that. The number again is 888-535-2300. And my friend, if you're interested in being a, a student of God's Word, going beyond just the surface level of studying God's Word, you know, week after week here, we study together and we're only able to really to introduce a topic to you in a short half-hour study like this. But if you'd like to really be an in-depth student of God's Word, when you call, ask the folks that answer the phone at the office about Grace School of the Bible. Grace School of the Bible is a three-year Bible Institute program that's available on an extension basis. We, we'll send the school to you. You don't have to come to us. We we use video. Uh, the classes are all on video, video and DVDs. And you can, you can have a class come to you. You can take all three years of it, all of the curriculum, or just the top, the, the, the classes perhaps that are of most interest to you. Um, but we'd love to have you involved in the school if you're interested in being a real in-depth student of God's Word. 888-535-2300 is the number to call to get information about Grace School of the Bible. And it's the number to call to get this free Bible study, Something Better Than a Miracle. 888-535-2300. You call today, and we'll be glad to see that you get this information. Thanks for joining us today and to meet again this same time next week. Maranatha.